at Liberty right now, and we wanted to have you guys get to know her and just know a little bit about her story. So something that we were interested in ourselves is just how you came to Christ, like in brief, if you could just share that. Yes. Yeah. And thank you so much for having me. I'm truly so grateful and excited to be here with y'all and to see your pretty faces. Um, I love this story. So I grew up in a home that, as for us in our house, we feared the Lord. I grew up in a home where my mom and dad loved Jesus, and I'm so thankful for that. Um, and so I tr genuinely don't remember a time that I didn't love Jesus, that I didn't believe that he was who he said he was, that he was Lord, and that I loved like I, did, I loved him. Um, I, I don't remember a time that that wasn't the case. But mm -hmm. there was a pivotal point in my journey where I took an ownership of my faith in a genuine way that, um, that it just shifted the th things for me. Um, so I was 14 years old. I was in eighth grade. And I was at a place in my journey where I was very, very kind um, and loving and forgiving to everyone around me, but not so kind to myself. I had set the standard of perfection on myself. Mm -hmm. um, nobody else had put that on me, but I was almost afraid to mess up. Mm -hmm. And whenever I did mess up, because I'm human and I'm going to do that. So when I did what was bound to happen, um, I was afraid of being rejected. I was just did not know what grace was. Mm -hmm. And so in all of that, I was sitting on my bed one night just in tears. And this is a very repetitive theme in my story. But out of all people, my dad walks in the room. My yeah. father stepped into the moment. And something I loved about our home is nothing was taboo. Like there wasn't anything you couldn't talk about. It was a safe place for you to be you and loved and walked alongside. And so I was very honest with my dad. I was like, dad, this is where I'm at. And I don't know what to do. And I mean, we were, I was so involved in my youth group, so involved in church every Sunday, like, again, love the Lord, love people. But my dad points to my Bible on my bookshelf. And he's like, when was the last time that you spent time alone with the Lord in his word? And I was like, wow, I honestly don't even remember. And he said, Emma, when Jesus comes back, I'm not going to be standing there with you holding your hand. It's going to be just you and him. And he's either going to say, well done, good and faithful servant, or depart from me for I never knew you. And then my dad left the room. Wow. And he just let me be alone. I think God knew I needed that. And so I was sitting on my bed and I went and I got a devotional book off of my shelf. And I, it wasn't even the first page of the intro, but because I hadn't been reading. <laughs> so I open up to the introduction of this devotional book and it was talking about a God girl and it said the God girl is the girl who wakes up before the rest of the world does just to listen to what it is her father wants to tell her mm -hmm. and so my tears of heaviness turned into tears like I can't even explain it to you like it was as though fireworks were going off inside of every uh, fiber in my being uh. And I just began to tell the Lord, I just want to know you. <laughs> like, I want to know what makes you smile. And I want to know what makes you sad. And I want to know what your favorite color is. And if you like chocolate too. Like, I want to just know <laughs> you. And that began a wild, intimate journey yeah. for me with him. Um, and, and that's why this is such a full circle. Because now the Lord has blessed me to be a part of writing a devotional with him. And yeah. I just think that that's really cool because, like, I didn't plan on doing that. Like, when I was 14, I was like, I just want to know you and 
make you known to the hearts of other people. I didn't know a devotional book was included in that, but God used a devotional book to speak to me. And now I, I get to be a part of doing that maybe for someone who's sitting on their bed, doesn't know what grace is, doesn't know the love of the Lord. Um, man, he's so good. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So through this whole like journey of you even beginning to learn how to read your Bible at that age, like now that you're in college, what do you feel like makes you feel the closest to the Lord? Is it intellectually through reading your Bible? Is it through worship? Is it through nature? Is it through serving? Like, what is it that connects you the most with him? Wow. Uh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I don't know where it is. I need to find it. But it's in Genesis. <laughs> And it's when David is, I mean, not David, when Jacob is asleep in the desert and he has a dream um, and he wakes up from his dream and he says, surely the Lord is in this place. And I wasn't even aware of it. How awesome is this place? And it's like, whenever you realize that truly, like, it doesn't, this isn't just something that God said to make you feel good or to like give you lovey-dovey fluff moments. Um to pick you up like it's it's legit and true no matter what season you're in that he will never leave you he will never forsake you and as psalm 16 says like in his presence is the fullness of joy so it doesn't matter if i'm in his word if i am getting to sit down and have coffee with someone or if i am getting to fly across the ocean to go serve in an orphanage or if I'm playing on a soccer field, or if I'm in a classroom, or if, like, I mean, it does not matter. When I'm walking in him, rejoicing in him, talking with him always, being thankful in all circumstances, aware that this place is awesome because he is in this place, I, like, it leaves you speechless because of how sweet it is. Like, mm -hmm. I, like, Whatever you do, in word or in deed, do it in the name of the Lord. Like, it doesn't matter what I'm doing. Because I know I'm doing it with him, for him, through him, and I'm talking with him as I'm doing it, it's, like, better is one day in his presence than a thousand elsewhere. Like, nothing beats it, you yeah. know? Yeah. You know? But I think also, like, as a little nugget to that, my time along with him affects my time anywhere else. Yeah. I... I love, I love just sitting with him in his word, but uh -huh. I can't stay there. Like, mm -hmm. I have to go put it to action. I have to go share it with people. Like, I, I uh. can't continue to just fill myself and then expect myself to grow by me not sharing it with people mm -hmm. and applying it. And so that's why it just all ties together because, like, I'm seeing the fruit of my time with him whenever I'm whenever I'm living in the day, you know? Yeah. So That's awareness great. of his presence always is, yeah. is just powerful. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. <laughs> so, Me too. <laughs> so like, when did you decide that ministry was the route that you wanted to go down? Was that in high school? Did you feel a strong calling from the Lord earlier in life? Oh, I love that. So I have two responses to that. Um, the first one is, is that I truly believe like no matter like 
what your passion is, no matter what your talents are. Um, if you are a follower of Jesus, you are saying yes to ministry. Mm-hmm. Like that, like that you are, whether you're like a nurse in a hospital or you're a lawyer in a courtroom or you are, I mean, name it. Like mm-hmm. you, <laughs> you are saying yes to ministry because the Lord has called you to that specific mm-hmm. position to make him known and to love people. And so your ministry, if you say I'm saying yes to ministry, it doesn't mean that you like are vocationally working in a church. Like you are the church. And so you're taking the church with you wherever you go. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but second, um, I, so when I was 14, I truly, I was like, I God, I just want to love you and love your people. I don't know what that looks like at the time. I knew that I loved writing. Like I, I knew I loved writing. Um, and then when I was also in eighth grade, um, I was, we had this thing called first priority. I went to a pub, I grew up in a public school, um, but we did have this thing called first priority where, um, anyone who wanted to come would meet early in the morning at school and a pastor would be there to facilitate it. And we would have a time of worship uh-huh. and opening the word. So uh-huh. cool too. The fact that it was at a, I lived in Alabama at the time and, but we had that time yeah. and the pastor one morning, he was like, and this was also before I had that encounter mm-hmm. with my dad. Like, mm-hmm. so this was a couple months before this had happened. And he was like, who wants to speak next time? And I like, I could not keep my hand down. I had never done that before. I had never spoken before, ever. But I was like, I do. (laughs) I I ended up speaking, um, like, and I ended up, like, crying as I was speaking when I did because, like, I, I, like, I just had, like, I was so excited about the word and about the Lord and so passionate about, like, about his word. And, um, and I, I can't even tell you what the pastor came up to me and said, but the pastor said something along the lines of, you need to keep doing this. And like, I will never forget that moment. And, and so also that's also like, that was before social media platform. Like that was before any of that. I got a social media initially because I grew up moving and my mom wanted a way for me and my brother to stay in touch with our friends. (laughs) That's why I had Instagram. And so at the time I was just posting selfies about going to Chick-fil-A. <laughs> like, <laughs> you know, like that's what that's what we did. Um, but then whenever I was like, I wanna love you and make you known, um, I started anytime he would put a message on my heart, I would post it. And I that's that was when I changed my Instagram name. It was the first off was Emma Maj ninety nine and it changed to First Corinthians thirteen because it's no longer Emma who lives, but love himself who lives in me. And when people even came to my social media, I wanted them to see him. I didn't want it to be about me. And so then as I just continued to be obedient, like I could sit down with you for an hour and tell you the details of this story. Mm -hmm. Um, But truly, like it just God will do a lot, a lot with a heart that comes to him and says, God, I want to know you and I want to make you known. And um, he reveals to you clearly what he what he wants that to look like. But yet that's your purpose. Like your purpose is to love him and love people. And as you walk with him and step with his spirit, he will let you know what that specifically looks like. Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm.
So now we just wanted to take a quick break to talk about this online Christian counseling center that we've been using for a long time now. As you know, Ashley and I always talk about how much we value counseling and how much it's helped us over the years with mental health. The reason why we specifically partnered with Faithful Counseling is because our mom, mentor mama, uses it and she loves it. So here's a few words from her. Learn what theology is and how to study God within the Bible in course number seven of our In-Depth Bible Study Academy. In this academically built course, you will learn the tools to study God's character and nature within a Bible passage and how to grow closer to God relationally through Bible study. This course titled Theology, Knowing God Through In-Depth Bible Study is packed with teaching lessons, homework, quizzes, and a resource list for personal study. Head to our website, coffeeandbibletime.com, to learn more about the Academy and course number seven today. Use promo code CBT Podcast, that's CBT Podcast, to get 50% off this course right now at coffeeandbibletime.com. Hi everyone, I've been using Faithful Counseling now for a while and I really can't speak highly enough about them. For starters, I just loved how they led me to picking the specific counselor. We went through a series of questions and you can pick whether it's a man or a woman and they really help you find the best fitting person. And then I really enjoy the fact that they combine traditional counseling practices with biblical wisdom. I feel like that's a very well-rounded approach. And the great news is, is you don't have to leave your home. You can actually do, choose to do a Zoom call or talk over the phone or use a chat. So combined with all of these other things, I think it's an amazing service. So if counseling seems right for you, you can use our special offer and type into Google getfaithful.com slash coffee and Bible time and you will see our logo pop up and you can get started. If you sign up, you're also helping to support us because we do get a small commission when you sign up. This link is only there to help you guys get a special offer with 10% off your first month. Love that. <laughs> so... This question is a little more geared towards your new book, and you talk about battling insecurities in your devotions, which is something that so many girls, so many young women can relate to. Why do you think this message is important, and why did you choose that to be the focus of your new devotional and your new book? Wow, that's a that's great, a great question. <laughs> well, I um, I truly spoke from experience, um, because I did, as I was saying earlier, um, I started to use my social media as a way just to declare who God was and who you were in Him, and um, as that began to take place, um, a lot of online bullying began, and um, which I mean is expected <laughs> like right. the lord says that the world hates you remember it hated me first and i mean there are people in the bible you read about being tied to a cistern i mean comments on instagram it's a little less gruesome than that, you <laughs> <Yeah. know? laughs> i mean <laughs> so but but still in that words are hurtful and i'm not gonna like repeat what was said just because 
Um, it's not necessary, but I mean, everything from my faith to um, my physical appearance to the sound of my voice. I mean, you name it, like it was, it was um, mocked. And, um, but what was so incredible, I can't even explain it to you. I will try though. Um, that the peace that mm-hmm. overwhelmed my heart. And the reason that God's peace overwhelmed my heart is because I knew what he said about me. So this bullying started about two years after I had had that moment with him and said, I want to know you and I want to love you. So two years leading up to this, I mean, I was in the word, talking with God, learning about his character, getting to know what made him smile and what made him sad. And I put his verses all over my room because in Deuteronomy 6, it says to put his verses on the door frames of your houses and on your gates, to bind it around your hands, put it on your heart, like impress it on your children. like will know my word because it will be a lamp to your feet and a light to your path. Know my word because it will bring you peace and it will allow you to be untroubled by the fear of harm. Know my word because it will set you free. And and so leading up to that point, I was able to rest in the truth of what God said I was and who God said I was, even when the world was telling me everything I wasn't. Mm -hmm. Because you will believe a lie if you don't know what's true because the lie will appear truthful. Yeah. It really will. And so, um, like I, I think whenever you, I'll go and look in the mirror sometimes and some of those comments will, will come back to my mind, but then do I know scripture to combat it? Cause it's one thing to identify that's me or identify that's a lie, but then it's another thing to actually replace it with what is true. Because mm-hmm. if you've just identified it, it's still there and it still has power. Mm-hmm. And so like what was so powerful is my, if my physical appearance was, was mocked wait a second but in genesis 127 my god says that i am made in his image in the image of god he has made me mm-hmm. wait a second in ephesians 2:10, he says that i am his masterpiece created in christ jesus to do good works which he prepared in advance for me to do like mm-hmm. wait a second in psalm 139 he says that he fearfully and wonderfully knitted me together in my mother's womb like he formed me in the secret place and every day of my life was ordained in his book before a single one of them ever came to be. And his works are wonderful. And I know this full well. Like, wait a second. And so what I began to realize is like, wow, not only is the truth of God so powerful in my life, but it actually compels me to love the very ones who are speaking deceit into mine. Because whenever you begin to see yourself the way that God sees you, you begin to see other people the way that God sees other people. Mm -hmm. And you realize that these people are hurting these yeah. people don't know the truth about them. These mm-hmm. people don't know how loved they are, how beautiful they are, how much they matter to God. Mm-hmm. So what an incredible opportunity to mm-hmm. love them. What yeah. an incredible opportunity to speak truth over their lives. Because in Luke 6, 27 and 28, Jesus is talking. And when he's talking, it's pretty good stuff. <laughs> and <laughs> Jesus said, you've been told to love those who love you back. And anyone can do that. But very truly, I tell you to love your enemies and pray for those who persecute you and bless those who curse you. Yeah. And um, wow, it's just it's a powerful shift because you realize that they're not your enemy, that there's actually a real enemy. There's real spiritual warfare um, who hate he the enemy. Satan hates all of us, doesn't mm-hmm. want any of us to know the truth, to have eyes that are enlightened by the gospel. And so for me to point my hate and point my um point my aggravation 
towards the person is for me to miss who the actual enemy is realizing that they're not my problem they're the prize because they're seen as made in the image of God to God so therefore they're seen as important and special to me and so and that that's like as I started to write this book and write on insecurities I realized like wow to have have insecurities is universal (laughs) we Mm -hmm. like there's not a single person you'll ever encounter that doesn't have insecurities, that doesn't face difficulty, that doesn't walk through struggle. And the only thing that ever stands firm is unshaken and is so reliable is the word of God. Like the Mm -hmm. storm will come, the wind will crash, the waves will bounce in, but like I will stand firm because the foundation of the word is what I'm standing on. And so to actually provide wait, like girls, like the self-help books and all of the things that the world will provide, whether it be boys or it be partying or it be getting the right job or it be having the right degree or it be making sure that your hair looks good or you have the right brand of clothing or you make sure that enough people know you or the right people know you or you have the right number of followers on Instagram. Like your insecurities are not going to be dealt with in a long lasting way. By trying to fix it with those things. Yeah. It is only by the word of God. And knowing that that insecurity, okay, this is universal. That means the whole universe needs to know what God thinks about them. Because that, that's the only thing that will set us free from them. Yeah. Absolutely. Amen. Yeah. I love how you started getting in into just like the word of God. And um, when I was reading through your new book, I really like this um this sentence that you said, which I'm going to read, um, but you said, by standing on God's word, we have the authority to abolish every deceiving pattern that the enemy might have crafted to destroy our uniqueness and distract us from the life God designed us to live. Fitting in truly wasn't meant to be our goal. God has set us apart. And I love that you said, by standing on, on God's word. And I love that, like, you made God's word such a priority within this book because it it's God's word. Like we have to keep coming, coming back to God's word, like nothing else. Like you said, nothing else will demolish those lies that we believe like nothing else can do it. And, and something that I love about you, Emma, is that like you, your word, your words are seasoned with God's word and Mm -hmm. it's just stored in your heart. And it's so beautiful because when you talk, you're literally speaking the word of God. And so we have a question that would be helpful for us, but I know also helpful for, for so many others. How have you, I know you memorize a lot of scripture, but how have you made memorizing scripture a priority in like, what tips do you have for storing God's word in your heart? (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Oh, Okay, well, something that automatically came to my mind, I have a little, like, just a little nugget to share with you, and then I have another answer as well. Mm-hmm. Um, but, like, something that I think about is, you know, whenever you listen to a song, like, over and over again, and it's like, you just hear the tune, and you can recite the entire song to someone. Yeah. It's like, how are you, how on earth were you able to do that? Well, I just listen to it a lot. <laughs> and it's like, how on earth are you able to, like, share scripture with me so much? Well, I'm in it a lot. Mm-hmm. Amen. like you you can't expect to recite something that you're not filling yourself with and you can't expect to lean on something that you're not spending time in yeah. you know yeah. um, and so that's just like a little nugget um but something like very practical um 
I'll, I'll even, I'll show this to you just so you can like see it. Yeah, um, <laughs> we would love that. <laughs> um, okay, let me see if this will work. Um, so like this is my dresser. Love that. And it has, I like last week I was really needing scripture on peace. Because yeah. I I was like fighting worry hardcore last week. Yeah. Because I'm human. <laughs> and and so I was like, okay, I need to find scripture on peace. And um I just I show that to you to um to share with you that like what I'm encouraging you to do, um, like I myself and like experiencing the fruit of it, um, is pick one verse. Mm-hmm. Like like, I think sometimes it's easy to open up scripture and be overwhelmed. And, like, I think that that's something that the enemy will use to intimidate you. Like, no, you you can't do this, so don't even bother. No, that is a complete lie from the enemy. This is the word of God. And something so sweet is to find, I encourage you to find one verse. And, like, for example, like, one of my verses last week was 2 Thessalonians 3.16. And it says, God himself will give you peace at all times and in every situation. And and put it, like write it down, because writing something down helps you remember it. It's just proven. And put it somewhere that you will see it every day, whether Mm -hmm. that be on your dresser, that be on your mirror, whether that be um, like by the console in your car, on your refrigerator, like on your door before you walk out of the room. Put it somewhere you will see it every day and say it out loud. Because yeah. there's also power in speaking it out loud. Like faith comes from hearing and hearing the word of God, you know? And so that's something that I encourage you to do because like, just think about it. Like if you had one verse per week, by the end of the year, you would have 52 verses stored in your heart. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's huge. And so like whenever, like whenever the enemy combats w- with, with worry, wait, my God says in first Peter five, seven to cast my worries on him because he cares for me whenever the enemy comes with fear wait but my god says in isaiah 46 10 to not fear because he's with me to not be afraid because he's my god and he will strengthen me and help me and uphold me with his righteous right hand it's like and and that's something powerful too is like when those insecurities do come when those difficult thoughts do come when those difficult situations do come don't judge yourself for having those insecurities and judge yourself for being like having those hard moments because you're human it's bound to happen like god would not have said to take every thought captive if there weren't thoughts to take captive yeah it's a guarantee and so acknowledging it for what it is the moment the thought acknowledging it but then taking it captive and replacing it with truth, you will see it having a weaker and weaker and weaker effect on you because the strength will be built and built and built. Mm-hmm. And so I do, I, it's very simple, but I encourage you to pick one verse, write mm-hmm. it down and speak it over your life. Find conversations that you can implement it to encourage other people. And like, right. you may find yeah. that like, it's like, wait a second, <laughs> I, mm-hmm. this is storing in my heart. Like I just finished reading Psalm 119. Oh, that's my favorite song. So good. Guys, and pray. That's I heard Beth Moore say this one time, and I've been praying it ever since I heard her say it. Pray that the Lord would give you an overwhelming love for his word. Yeah. Why yep. would he not want to give that to you? Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yep, yeah. totally. Mm-hmm. Oh, great. Should we ask her one more question and then close it up? Mm, sure. Okay, let's see. So something that 
I loved in your book was that you shared a story about how you were having, you were tired, you had a long day, but you still had to go to the grocery store, you had to get shampoo, and you prayed mm-hmm. that the Lord would use you in the grocery store, mm-hmm. um, and there was a lady that you were able to speak truth into um, just mm-hmm. by encouraging her and telling her that she was beautiful and how she ended up opening up to you and you were able to pray for her, and I was just, I was encouraged by that by that um, because something that I struggle with is just like introvertedness and sometimes I think I can use that as a little bit of an excuse and I think a lot of people can or maybe just the fear of talking to people or listening to the nudging of the Holy Spirit what would be your advice to somebody who thinks that fear is holding them back from truly being able to share the love of God with people Wow, well, I adore your honesty. And, <laughs> I, I know I'm encouraged, but I bet a lot of other people were just encouraged and will be encouraged by letting the Lord letting them know that they weren't alone. Yeah. In that. Um, yeah. But yes, surrender is huge. Like, it's so sweet. <laughs> it's so sweet to be in a constant place of surrender before the Lord. And Paul said in 2 Corinthians 12, 9, he said, that the Lord's grace is sufficient for me. So therefore I will boast all the more gladly in my weaknesses, for in my weaknesses, his strength is made perfect. So in my weaknesses, when I'm feeling tired or whenever I am feeling as though I'm, I'm definitely feeling my introverted side coming out right now, or <laughs> I, I, I don't really know if I'm gonna have the right words to say, or I'm afraid of what the response may be, I'm gonna surrender this to the Lord. Because by relying on all of those things, I'm relying on my own strength and how I can perform. Mm -hmm. But whenever I'm relying on the Lord, I'm depending on something a lot greater than me. Mm -hmm. And so I think that it's such a simple response, but truly like surrendering to the Lord and realizing that Jesus is the name that is above every name. He's the name above your fear. He's the name above your worry. He's the name above not knowing how something's going to turn out. He's the name above a conversation that you're you're afraid of what the response may look like or what the words are going to be. Like he, He's the name above that. And so by just surrendering and saying, God, I don't know what this is going to look like. I'm honestly not feeling it right now. Like I like in my flesh, in I, I don't want to. Yeah. <laughs> I love you so much. And I love the world that you so loved so much that I am here. Like Isaiah 6, 8, here I am, God, send me. Because in Acts 20, 24, it says, my life is worth nothing to me unless I use it for finishing the work assigned to me by Jesus. And that is the work of telling others the good news about the wonderful grace of God. And, and so truly, like going back to that word surrender, how Jesus said to the Lord, I, I give you my spirit, like not my will, but your will be done. Mm-hmm. And, and I, and I'm going to trust that. And I'm going to trust that you're doing something greater than, than what I could ever do on my own. Emma, we're truly just excited for your book and we really do wish you well. We pray that it brings God great glory. Mm-hmm. Is there anything else that you wanted to tell us about your book or for our audience? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Wow, I 
I just pray that it's an encouragement. My vision is to lead people to know Jesus genuinely. Yeah. yeah to lead people to know Jesus genuinely because God, um, whenever he said, like, my dad reminded me of this when I was 14, but whenever the Lord said, um, either well done, good and faithful servant, or depart from me, for I never knew you. It wasn't depart from me, for you never said all the right words, or depart from me, for you never looked the right way. Or depart from me for you never, you never met X, Y, Z, checked off all these boxes. It was simply depart from me for I didn't know you. Mm -hmm. I want to, I want a relationship with you. And so that's, this is my prayer that if you pick up this book, my prayer and that you don't know the Lord, I pray that this is a tool that God uses to lead you to know him. Um, And I pray that if you read this book and you already know him, I pray that in, you would be given a spirit of wisdom and revelation to know him better because um, if you're wise, you can become wiser. Like you, you, there's always room to grow. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So thank you so much for joining us. This was a pleasure. Yes. And you know what, Ashley and I were talking about how we really want to meet you in real life. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Yeah. I would love that. <laughs> <laughs> Do you ever come to Chicago? Oh, I've been what? to Chicago. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. If if there's ever a book tour or something, we would show up in line for that. <laughs> You're amazing. If I'm ever there, I will totally let you know. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Oh, great. Great. Okay. So. So that's it. That's a wrap. That was a blessing.